What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend off the back of a pretty impressive win um, at home against Southampton. So I'd like to just kind of give you a, a pretty good match review. Um, I'm going to take a pretty optimistic approach to it in general. Uh, talk about kind of what's to come next weekend, and then just a real quick bit of news. So yesterday's match, uh, the lineup is exactly how I thought it'd be. Um, it was the exact same as the opening day, except Holgate came in for Jagielka. So Pickford was in goal. Um, Coleman was actually the captain, which was nice. I know most of the fans wanted him to be captain this match. Holgate and Keane partnered in central defense. Baines was at left back. Your midfield trio of Schneiderlin, Ghana, and Sigurdsson, and then your front three of Walcott, Tosin, and uh, Richarlison. Um, important to note from the bench, uh, Lookman made the bench this week, didn't feature, um, but the surprise was Lucas Digne did not. I'm going to assume that he might have a slight knock or some, you know, some type of muscular issue, um, which you know isn't great, but at the same time, it's not the worst thing in the world because currently Baines is healthy, so um, you know things could be worse. I'm sure we're going to get some some more news uh, in the coming days. So, kind of a gen- general, um, kind of a general overview as far as statistics are concerned. Um, obviously, we won two to one. Uh, it definitely could have been three or four to one, um, but you know, some finishing, may- maybe an unlucky offside call resulted in a two to one win. Um, we ended with 58% possession and seven shots on target, which is a huge improvement to last year because most of the time, even against smaller clubs like Southampton, we never had possession, and we surely didn't have seven shots on target. We were lucky to have one or two. Um, so it was really nice to see. We started the game off really bright with a couple early free kicks, and um, if I remember correctly, it was at the fourth and the fifth minute we had free kicks, um, and both were put on target as the ball was uh, crossed into the box. So that was really, really nice to see. You know, you start off five minutes, two shots on targets. That was a big highlight for me. Walcott broke the deadlock in the 15th minute from a very well-rehearsed free kick routine. Um, It was, the ball was placed on the right side of the pitch. Um, Baines ended up passing it to the top of the box to Schneiderlin, who then um, kind of nicked it towards Walcott, who was in on goal, Um, finished pretty calmly. It It was really nice to see because all of the corners and free kicks we had um, up to this point and, or sorry, following, um, you could tell that they were all really, really well rehearsed. And every time there was a new idea, um, albeit, you know, when we're talking about a corner kick, uh, a lot of times it's going to be aimed for Michael Keane. But um, point being that it was really refreshing to see. I honestly can't remember the last time that we had a formal approach to free kicks or corner kicks. Um, you know, like we did yesterday. So it was it was really nice. Um, so past the 15th minute, um, Schneiderlin was injured and subbed off in the 24th minute, which was, you know, not a good look. Um, he confirmed on Twitter that it's definitely an hamstring issue, a hamstring issue. So he said, we will find out in the next couple of days. Really, hopefully it's not too bad. Dam- Davies came on for him um, and, you know, we looked, you know, pretty good for the rest of the first half, but it was no surprise that we looked a little more vulnerable in the second half without Schneiderlin. Um, that's kind of what I was paying attention to. 
and I thought that, you know, Davies gave us, you know, he gives us a lot of energy, but Schneiderlin is looking much better this season. Um, I think he has a clear cut, defined role. Um, he obviously works best with Ghana. Davies, on the other hand, gives you a lot of energy. He's he's not a holding midfielder in any sense of, of the term. Um, you know, his, his positioning is a little off, specifically defensively. But it's nice because, you know, he offers a little more um, going forward. Well, a lot more going for, forward. Again, though, kind of different roles, definitely a different type of player. So either way, um, I'd be really surprised if we saw Schneiderlin playing next week. It's most likely going to be Davies, um, which is, you know, a good thing. I'm a huge Tom Davies fan. I think that he can still continue to, to blossom and, and really um, learn the game better, specifically, you know, work on his positioning and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens from there. Hopefully, again, within the next two, one, two days, we'll, we'll figure that out. And I'm assuming they'll let us know about Lucas Dina as well. Otherwise, I know the press is going to ask. Um, follow that up in maybe six, seven minutes later in the 31st, 32nd minute, Richarlison then scores a beautifully headed goal assisted by Theo Walcott from the right side. Um, the link-up play before the front with excuse me, between the front four was absolutely amazing yesterday. I actually saw, um, I think, BBC. It was posted on the subreddit, the Everton subreddit, but BBC did kind of a little segment on the front four, how they were always in the box. Um, Sigurdsson had a really fantastic game. But anyway, on this goal, Richarlison bullied the defender. Um, actually, if you follow my Twitter, at AlexJ757, um, uh, Richarlison, I retweeted a picture, a still, of when he scored the goal, how high he jumped kind of over the defender to score the goal. I mean, that just blows my mind. When you look at it, you know, you kind of expect professionals to do so, but when you look at a still... Um, of how he just blatantly attacked the ball is just really, really impressive. Obviously, Richarlison looked fantastic all game per usual. He had some good passes, fantastic link-up play with specifically Jank Tosin and uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. So I'm really, really excited to continue watching him play. Um, that's three goals in two games for Charlison. I'm pretty sure he has the most goals. Uh, actually, I, I lied. That's he had the most goals in the league, barring this morning's games, but I saw that Man City scored, I think, six today, so that may not be standing. But a nice little statistic for you um, from Richarlison at the end of the first week, which again, not a huge, um, that's not a huge uh, subset of data for you, but after the first week, uh, they ranked all the forwards in a league, and Richarlison was number one for goals. He was number one for duels, he was number one for fouls one, and he was number one for tackles. He was second for interceptions. He probably needs to work on interceptions then. Um, but, you know, that's really, really telling because as we saw yesterday as well, he's all over the pitch. His work rate is absolutely monstrous. Um, he can put in a tackle. I think he, he had a nice, uh, pretty nice slide tackle yesterday. Um, he's strong, he's fast, he's physical. Uh, he can work on his passing, but, I mean, his finishing is great. All of it is just, it, it's impressive. It's actually beyond impressive. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to see this guy continue to flourish and see how far he goes this season because if the first two games are anything to go off of, um, you know, we're going to have we're gonna have uh, a couple of the biggest clubs in the world come and try to snap our hand off in January or uh, in June. Um 
I will say, after halftime, we struggled for a good while in the second half. Actually, I'd say the majority of the second half, maybe except for the last 10-ish, 15 minutes. Um, we conceded a goal on a corner kick, and it always felt like we would. I really, really despise the zonal marking that's being implemented on corner kicks and um, free kicks. It's really obvious that it doesn't work. Um, they, they, I think they kind of look lost. You can kind of tell that most of the players um, at Everton haven't really played or defended using zonal marking a whole lot in their careers just based on um, you know, lack of confidence and the fact that literally every ball whipped into the box while uh, trying to defend in um, a zonal territory uh, somehow reaches an opposition's head, an opposition player, opponent's head. How about that? So I really, really hope that we don't stick with it. Um, but, you know, you never know. Managers are very, very set on their ways a, whole, a lot of times. Um, everything else that Silva's implemented has worked out fantastic, in my opinion. So we'll see. But speaking about defenders, um, you know, our defense looked pretty good. Actually, Coleman was probably the least effective out of uh, the other, or out of the four of them. Um, Holgate looked good per usual. Uh, I think he offered a good bit of pace back there. Um, his passing could have been a little better, but it's good because you know someone needs the, the confidence to pass the ball out of the back. Keane doesn't always have it. Um, he's surely not one to pick a pass. Leighton Baines obviously looked good linking up with Richarlison, but. Overall, I think it was a good day for the defense as well. Um, you know, you can't you can't judge an entire match or your defense on one free kick or one corner kick. So, you know, in in terms of in terms of how it played out, I think it, I think it's something to build off of specifically from last season. So, into the second half, Walcott actually scored a second goal assisted by Jink Tosin, but Tosin was called offside. Um, I don't know that I really agreed with it. I only saw one angle, which by this angle, it kind of looked like he was pretty even with the defense, um, he being Cenk Tosin, but I couldn't really judge. Again, I didn't see a good enough angle to make or give a really firm opinion. Um, I will say, or as I said earlier, the match definitely could have been three or four to one, um, but finishing will come as the season progresses, right? These guys had a summer off. Um, you know, obviously they've been training and whatnot, but finishing and training is a whole lot different than finishing and, and matches and, and these different types of situations under pressure, that sort of thing. Um, you know, Walcott missed a couple chances, which, you know, you wish he would have buried, but at the same time, you know, Walcott's got some of the best finishing out there behind probably only Cenk Tosin and Sigurdsson. Um, He's, I, th I think that he's, he's poised for a very good season with us, and I'm really happy to see that because... He deserves it. Um, so you can see this week that Silva's system was implemented way better. Um, last week it, it was much more telling, you know, off of a, a pretty abysmal preseason. I know a lot of people were nervous. Um, obviously it didn't go the way we wanted because Jack Yelka got a red card in the first half. But you can see this week um, the high press specifically looked much more organized and effective. That was like one of the first things I noticed. Um, obviously there's more work to be done. Uh, specifically, when you're high pressing, Sigurdsson presses kind of like a, a, a forward, um, and so it's just going to take a little more communication with Sigurdsson and, and Jenk Tosin as far as you know. When Sigurdsson's closing down one center back, Jenk needs to close down the other. When they're obviously when the defense is in possession, that sort of thing. So 
it, it's just it's phenomenal how I feel like Martinez right now phenomenal. Um, it's phenomenal how much different and organized they look week after week. So I'm even more excited to see what happens next week. Uh, again, as I said, the front four were much more in sync, or excuse me, in sync. Uh, and Silk, uh, Sigurdsson specifically thrived in his natural role. He had pace all around him. He picked out quite a few nice passes. I wish he, you know, he had a, a shot or two on target. But either way, I think he's really enjoying playing in Silva's um, system. I think actually, I think all the players are. You can tell that's the other really important thing. You can tell that all the players have really bought into. Um, have really bought into the style of play and you know just the the concept of working for your teammates right because that's what a press is you know you're showing yourself consistently Walcott uh, uh, Richarlison Sigurdsson all tracking back out of possession which I mean you know we saw that with Allardyce because how could we forget the only person we had up front usually was Cenk Tosin at that point who has all the pace in the world as we know wink wink nod nod um but point is, you can tell that that they're they're doing it, they're working for their teammates, but they want to do it, and and they're excited about it, which is you know the big difference because attitude is everything. Um, specifically for me, I'm a real stickler on on players' attitudes and, and the team and how it's going. So I'm really happy with that for sure. Now, an important note is that keep in mind this team that we fielded yesterday is still at unchanged from last season except for one player and that's Richarlison now has he been instrumental in the last two matches yes he has but look at the other players around him everyone's thriving the defense looks good uh, Pickford looks a little rusty I will say that he really does he kind of he kind of um uh he kind of dropped the ball a little bit and he then produced a world-class save to make sure they didn't score or equalize at that point but you know the defense has looked great um, barring Jagielka last week. Uh, midfield has looked fantastic. Schneiderlin looks really good. Sigurdsson definitely likes being able to play. Centrally, further forward, linking up with those the other the front three. Um, Ghana, per usual, he had some you know, he had some errant passes yesterday, but passing has never been a strong suit, right? Ghana's going to break up play, intercept the ball, that sort of thing, put in plenty of tackles, um, just dog the the center of the pitch and redistribute the ball you know, some type of short pass, generally speaking. So he's been fantastic. Again, front three have been really effective. The commentators were very generous in heaping praise on Jake Tosin, which I agree with. He looked really, really good yesterday. You know, it just kind of depends on your, your experience, how, how many matches you've watched, um, you know, what you pay attention to during matches. I know different people have different experiences. I'm very much an analytical type of person. Um, so I, I'd like to you know, each match I kind of think about something that I, I would like to look at that I don't normally pay attention to, right? And, he, you know, for, for example, obviously, Cenk Tosin, right? He didn't score a goal. Um, he didn't assist a goal officially, um, but he had a fantastic game. I mean, he occupied defenders. He showed himself. He had some fantastic link-up play with other forwards. It was just, it was a really, really impressive um, shift from him as well. So all of it is really, really exciting. Um, I can't say it enough. I can't keep praise on the front four enough and I think most people would agree so overall it was a really good game I'm really excited for next week um, also side note next week absolutely 100% um, Saturday the 25th uh, I'm going to have my buddy Matt on as my very first guest um, so I'm really excited for that I know he is as well hopefully y'all are excited about it I know 
most of you have to get tired of just listening to me talk the entire time. Um, but, you know, I really, really do appreciate the fact that you tune in regardless. So, on the 25th of August, next Saturday, we play Bournemouth Away. So, I admittedly haven't seen Bournemouth play this season yet, but they've started off strong with two wins. Um, they played West Ham and Carlisle. Um, now, you know, not the strongest opponents. West Ham specifically has had an abysmal start. But wins are wins, right? You can only beat the opponent that's in front of you. They beat both of them. Um, so I think it's going to be a pretty tough game. But if we progress the way that we did... the If we progress next week the way that we did this week, as opposed to the week previous, um, I think that my prediction is going to be a 2-1 win. Um, and that would be a fantastic point accrual in our first three matches. Seven points from nine. Um, again, getting kind of ahead of myself, but I think it's absolutely doable. We look we look ridiculously good compared to... Honestly, I can't remember the last time we looked this good. Um, maybe... I'd say maybe Martinez's first season, but otherwise, I wouldn't even go as far as to say Koeman's uh, first season. Um, but yeah, we look really good. I'm really excited for it. Uh, and then just a slight bit of news. Um, Cuco Martino went out on loan to Stoke City uh, for the season to link up with Ashley Williams. So I guess good luck to Stoke City if you're starting uh, Martina and Ashley Williams, although I'm sure they're both uh, definitely capable of, of, um, of performing in the championship. So... I know it's a, a bit a bit of a shorter episode, but I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, again, please follow me on Twitter at AlexJ757. Um, the only way I've been I've been able to kind of um, advertise the podcast has been on the Everton subreddit, and so the only way I can think of advertising it further um, would be Twitter currently. So I'm working on it. I'd really appreciate that. Um, if you follow me on there and like, you know, reply, message me, all that good stuff, because as I say, every episode, the reason why I podcast, the reason why I record is, is, um, to interact with y'all. Furthermore, um, speaking of the Everton subreddit, if you're tuning in, you know, from Google play, Spotify, iTunes, that sort of thing, and you don't have a Reddit account or you have a Reddit account and you have not joined the Everton subreddit, you need to do so. We just surpassed 12,000 members. It's an awesome community. I love it so much. Um, you know, we have all sorts of things. We'll do match running match threads uh, during the match, so you can kind of comment in real time. Uh, you know, talk to other people, see what they have to think about the match during, and then we have a post match. Um, you know, it's a good way for people to be able to share Everton news with you from all different locations, so so they can catch things that maybe you won't, or um, you know, specifically for transfer stuff. Um, you know, they, they can, or people can share it with you before, you know, a couple hours before it might hit, you know, your news site of cho choice for Everton-related news. So it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's a fantastic community, um, as you would probably imagine with Evertonians. So it's a lot of fun. Again, I really appreciate y'all tuning in, and I'll see you next Saturday after Bournemouth Away.